I swear. Wrestling Podcast. flow of our conversation was headed in that direction yep and i thought maybe we could try and repeat it and you want it to be authentic i do want it to be authentic so there you go it was authentic I you just ripping off line. my ideas yep um hello everyone you sneak <laughs> this type of person is everyone welcome to the a squared circle wrestling podcast hello andy quilden as always joined by andy boy simmons and uh you're still getting frustrated by the theme tune not saying a squared circle wrestling podcast right yeah Winds you up. What well, doesn't wind me up? <coughs> I just like it to be authentic. Stop <laughs> using that <laughs> word. <laughs> if anyone's wondering about the term why Andy keeps saying authentic, it's because I've been using that when discussing this podcast because I don't want to tell half stories. I want authentic stories. I want the truth. Yeah, that's why you're too scared to tell the story I want to tell. It's not mm-hmm. why. <laughs> it's not at all. It's why I don't. It's why I. Uh, I'm a shooter. Not like you, <coughs> Andy. Uh, it sounds, t- you know, I've been. We, we when we first came up this idea, this podcast, there was a fear that we'd run out of stories. So we wrote down ev- not everything at all, but some fu- every, lots of funny things and lots of interesting tales. Um, but there's one that I really want to tell, and you don't want to tell it because you're scared of the backlash from one man. <laughs> from one man, everyone else who listens will thoroughly enjoy it, but you, you're I'm worried of getting told off. I'm not worried about getting told off. I just said to you, like, if I tell a story, I want to tell the full story. I don't want to, I don't want to tell a half truth, and I just think telling the full story <laughs> will get. Okay. Which is, uh, which is why this week I'm telling my full story. I was somewhat apprehensive of telling. Yeah. So next week you're well, getting your full story. You're telling well, your. F- well, I know the honest story. Well, actually, of the the story next week's story involves us both, but this uh, week. Yeah. Well, I, well, I'm get. I, I know the full story of what you're supposed to tell today. So we'll see how authentic you are. In your I'll recital of a story. I'll tell everything I need to say. Mm. I will. Okay. Let's uh, let's make sure. Um, so, uh, we'll get to that, that main bulk of this episode in a, li- in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but there's a, f- there's a few pieces of business we need to get through, isn't there? Yeah. So, um, obviously, make sure you uh, like and subscribe uh, to this podcast. Like, rate, review and all of that. Um, and we normally do a little bit where I say... Hi Andy, how's your week been? Are you asking me that now? I'm asking you now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've, I've, I don't know. I've kind of been a bit up and down. Oh, actually. can I just can I just point out before you get to your up and down? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go like, it. So like, how are you? I, say, I just want to know you're good. All right. <laughs> um, that caught a laugh from the live studio audience. Yeah, he's showing off. He's like, <laughs> I'm here, everyone. <laughs> so, uh, just in case you're getting a bit, just in case you're a bit befuddled. Yep. Do you know what really befuddles The Rock? <laughs> um, there was an episode of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast went up yesterday, as in Tuesday, yep. which we recorded on Saturday. And there's an episode on Wednesday as well. So if, you, if you're if like, oh, we've jumped an episode, we're now on episode whatever. Uh, 49, is it? it Maybe. Well, what happened I'm to 48? I'm sure 48 was what we put up yesterday. And, uh, yeah, so if you're like, oh, the last one I listened to was 47, and now we're on 49, what happened to 48? That was yesterday. We never missed a week. We did, but... We're just late. 
Yeah, we so, well, two within the space of seven days. Yeah, so you can listen listen back to that episode as well if you missed it. Hell of an episode, I thought. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I do want to apologise yeah, to everyone. It sounded way better than, it, than I thought it was going to. Well, yeah, because you have but no... that's happened before. That's happened before where I've done an episode. I've said this before, I think. It's just been like, oh, that wasn't very interesting, was it? But then... Yeah, and, and, and it's really off-putting when those episodes happen because you're sat there making eyes at me. Oh, like uh, hold on. Not to bicker too much because that's boring, but when we used to do it, when we used to do this at your house... And you just sit there snogging the dog instead of paying <laughs> wow. attention. Yeah, letting the dog jump all over you and lick you while I'm telling my story. So, well, I was listening, every and I listened to everything you say. Yeah, but you don't. You listen. I'm like, oh, this is boring. I'm bored. Oh, we're not talking about me for five seconds. <laughs> oh, it's boring. Okay. So, anyway, um, yes, your week up and down. Yeah. Well, I've uh, it's the change of the seasons. So we've had a real good summer. Change of every season, I always get a cold. So um, I normally amounts to four a year. I've actually only done two this year. Are you sure? Because I think if you were to listen to this podcast, we could probably document more than two colds. No, I don't think so. Mm. No, I've had a pretty good year, considering. I remember seeing you. You're a tissue up the nose boy, aren't you? Yeah, so it's continually blowing I've your nose. That. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> no one wants to hear yeah. that. Um, <coughs> yeah, so I just feel like I'm... I'm Starting to come down with the cold, but I've dosed off on my cup of fen. And do you know what else I swear by now? Manuka honey. You ever heard of that? I have, yeah. That's what singers uh, yeah. like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, big, it's a bit of an X-factor <coughs> technique. But I guess now you're, now you're a professional commentator. You're yeah, I have a spoon <laughs> for really every your... show. Was yeah. that a, was that, did Kevin teach you that one? Didn't no, he? my mum did. Oh, really? No, if anything, I told Kevin about it. I, I said, oh, my mum's been talking about this snake oil for the last five years. Take some of this, take some of this. And I never did, and then one day I did, and it went really well. So you got you pushed it, you pushed the manuka honey onto Kevin, did you? Well, I don't know if he's taken any, but the I first certainly told the him about it. The first teaspoon was free. Is yeah, pound up. It's expensive. Yeah, you get it from Holland and Barrett when it's on like two for one. Yeah, two for one. You're yeah. a big you're a big bargain getter, aren't you? Yeah, I stock up. That's a disgusting like for heaters. Pizza the yeah, yeah. I used one of those last night. So yeah. What are you having for dinner tonight, Ant? Um, I don't know, we'll be at the training school, so no doubt some greasy burger or something, oh. I don't know. But actually, I've done really well with the diet, but come on, let's get to it. Let's, well, get, let's get to okay, what, well, what I'm excited to, to do. Who cares? Okay. What have you been up to? Tell us about your MOT. <laughs> <laughs> well, the MOT. I was trying to tell you a story about the MOT, and you just you just ran away and were like, talk about it on air. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I had to get my MOT done today. Dropped it off. About, well, it was a 10 minute drive, so that's probably about half hour walk. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it was about half an hour walk, maybe more. I don't okay. know. But so I dropped it off, give a man my keys, come home, walked home. Did he walked say, home. Oh, go on. Yeah, and okay, I've not been right. driving for long, right? And obviously, uh, so what, just over a year now? Yeah, like a year and three months, okay, right? And Obviously, I'm. I was an avid walker. I'd walk everywhere, right? And uh, and I'd have no problem with walking. Everyone'd be like, "How do you walk all that? Like, you know, all that way? Is it not just an inconvenience to you?" And I'm just like, "Nah, walking's fine." You were one of the biggest people well, saying to me, "Like, you know, you're it's going to change your life." Well, I'm still late for <laughs> everything now, but yeah. um, but you were like one of the people who's like, "Oh, it's going to change your life." You know, you won't look back. You know, when you start driving seriously, best thing I ever did. You. That's a quote, direct yeah. quote from Andy Boy Simmons. Yeah, right. Yeah. And. Um, and I was like, well, no, I just don't, I don't have any issue with walking everywhere. It's no, no problem. I'll walk to town, you know, but I don't need to walk to town anymore anyway because Marty's gone to America and left me. So I don't go to town anymore. 
No, you do. You used to always go <coughs> for lunch as well. Slug and lettuce every Monday. Yeah, and then never that invited went, me to do that. Well, you were invited all the time, but you no, are. no. Since Marty's gone. Oh, do you want to have a Monday lunch? No. Okay. Wow. I think we know somebody. Oh, one of the trainees from the school um, worked at. Oh, but we don't go to Slug and Lettuce anymore because they let us down. They changed the menu. Changed the, the new manager that came in was horrible. Um, so basically, we stopped eating there and then we started testing out little different places. But um, okay, but obviously he's gone now, so no need to walk into town anymore. But anyway, the point I was making was walked home from this uh, MOT. I was like, this is a pain, isn't it? Like, never realised what a pain walking was. So you're right, it's turned me into a lazy yeah. human being. And um, literally got within five minutes from my house, get a phone call. All right, is that Andy? Oh, cars ready. I didn't call you Andy at all, did they? And. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, is, is that, that Andy? Yeah. <laughs> um, cars ready, past MOT, flying colours, lovely little motor. Thanks, mate. So you had to walk all the way back? Had to walk all the way back. And the worst thing was, I don't know if anyone's ever played this game of Uber. You pull up the Uber and you... Because I was like, oh, I can't be bothered to walk all the way back. Right? And I pulled up the Uber and it was like, the Uber's like 12 minutes away. And I was like, well, that's kind of half the distance. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you might as so well like, walk. I might as well walk. Right? But then, like, when I got to where the wrestling school is, I was like in familiar ground. So I was like, I'll be more comfortable sat on that front wall, even though... Because that guy that challenged us to a fight oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's uh he's now gone is he so uh, i believe so yeah what is that because you haven't seen him no their company's gone there's another office there's another company in the office oh is it yeah, which is really that. frustrating because like if it was like maybe nine months earlier i could have moved into the office at the front yeah, of our wrestling great, school which would have yeah. been perfect yeah. um so um probably cheaper as well um so anyway i pulled up uber again then and it was like two minutes away and I was like oh, I'll probably get an Uber and you know when you select your location as I went to that it went up to six minutes and I was like oh I'm just going to walk the full distance so I walked back got my car yeah everything fine Okay. as a man said lovely little motor you know so You're doing alright yeah, doing okay. alright so um, so that happened to me today and also do you know what didn't happen to us last week we didn't do the game Andy and Andy's 30 week wrestling challenge let's hear it the crowd goes mild. So, because of that, we have to do two weeks. Okay. Okay. So, week number four. Yep. Was, is our favourite tag team. Um, okay. Ugh. This isn't good. He's stumped. Uh, okay. My first favourite tag team. No, it's a favourite tag team yeah, at yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment, well, what, like on TV now? The new yeah, day. So you well, you can say that, yeah. No, but it's not the new day. Okay, who is it? Demolition. You can't say demolition. Why? Because I don't think it's like... Because we did... Uh, oh, no, you can, I think. I'll say what I like. Yeah, you can. No, you can say it. It says favourite tag... Just because the only reason I say that is because it said favourite current male wrestler. Okay. And then it said favourite... Then we've done favourite wrestler ever. Yeah. And this doesn't specify. This just says favourite tag team. So, yeah, we can... Okay. We can go with an old tag team. I mean, off the top of my head, probably demolition, yeah. I used to... So, demolition. So my fir- the first match I ever saw, like I here said, here comes the axe. Not axe. It was just a here comes the axe. Well, it's a, yeah, but it sounded like axe. Did it not? Well, what axe is not a word. I know it? it's axe, but, but like is. Yeah, yeah but it's just it goes, smash. Here comes the axe, and here comes the smasher. All right. The demolition, the walking disaster. Demolition. So the first match I ever saw was that ten. 
five team for five teams, five of series eighty eight, and they were on the baddies team. But by the end of it, they were on the goodies team. Was that when Mister Fuji, yeah, hit him with a stick and joined with the powers of pain? That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And I can remember. So what was I? Seven or eight? And my brothers were a little bit older, and they were laughing about Mister Fuji because when he gets power <laughs> slammed, he's Legs are kicking in the air. Well, that's good. That's yeah. uh, and they were like, oh, hello, mummy. Bye-bye, mummy. I don't know why I remember this. Bye-bye, mummy. Like, they thought it was so silly. Like, So I was like, oh, they're my new favourite tag team. Oh, so that's good. Yeah. And, and, music, and obviously, you. wicked uh, match, WrestleMania 6, against Andre and Haku, where they won the belts back. Mm. Cool. Very cool. And <laughs> Very cool. One thing I was absolutely desperate to happen. Do you remember the gang warfare? And it was like Savio Vega turned up oh with his yeah, mates. Yeah. I was like, Crush has got to bring back Demolition. Demolition. That would have been cool. That'd been well good, wouldn't it? I think yeah. it would have been better than the DOA, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I thought it was not to be. Eight Ball and Chains could have brought in someone else instead of Crush. Like, Crush could have had Demolition. Yeah. And then Eight Ball and Chains could have Between had. Between Skull and Eight Ball, the twins. Skull and Eight Ball. Why did I say Eight Ball and Chains? Because Chains was the other one. So there's four. Oh, Skull, Crush, Chains, okay, why Skull, not? Eight Ball. Skull, Eight Ball, Chains, and. Add one person to that faction. Yeah, but they came in because they were Crush's mates. Yeah, but just if they are going to come in as a separate faction. Oh, okay. So they could have come in as like... They've just come in as a th- three of them. And they, okay. But they've, they're adding a fourth man to their faction. Who are you going to add? Nails. Nails, <laughs> yeah. Nails change. They all met in prison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Hell Stuff of a team. Itself. Hell of a team. Imagine that. And then you could add Demolition as well. And now you've got to add someone else to Demolition as well, because there's only three of them. They're outnumbered. Uh, there's someone an from indie Demolition, wasn't it? called no, Blast. No, you can't have a... Why not? I remember reading about him in okay, what, cool. what give the Aptomag. Give, give, give the kid a push. Yeah, blast. Bring Blast in. Axe, Smash, and Crush and Blast. There you go. So that's it. Gang Warfare. That would have been... That would have been cool, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and like, I was like, fingers crossed, like, you know, I knew Savio. I want to say Savio's Vegas team debuted one week. So it was obvious that Crush's team was going to debut the next week or later that show, maybe. But it's got to be Demolition. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't, no. No. But there you go. It was the Blues Brothers. Jacob did and you Eli recogni- Blue. Did you recognise them as the Blues Brothers? No, I did not. Because no, no. that's always interesting as well, because I think, obviously, it wouldn't be able to happen today just because the internet is just, you know, it's got everything straight away. But, like, you would never have recognised... The blue—I don't think anyway—the Blues Brothers were DOA, right? But I also think, like, think about Crush the way Crush looked. Yeah. Do you even think it was the same person? Um, mm. well, we came as, as like Hawaiian, no, the dreads and that. Didn't yeah, we? So he did, but that like was a dramatic change. But still, he looked very different. If you look at Crush throughout his career, yeah. So there was Crush, Hawaiian Crush, Demolition Crush, Hawaiian Demo- Crush, Demolition Crush, Hawaiian Crush, Japanese Crush, Japanese Crush, yeah, yeah, and then DOA then Crush. No, nah, then there was oh, like the Jailbird so Crush. Well, Jailbird and DOA were very similar, weren't they? Yeah, but not really. Okay, Jailbird Crush, yeah. DOA Crush, and then Chronic. Yeah, well, he's Brian, well, he Brian, Ad- Brian, Brian Adams. Who was similar to Crush, I'd say. Wait, was, was similar to the DOA Crush, would you say? Uh, I, I don't know, I can't remember. But like, I certainly... Mean, you cro- beat up Bret Hart but certainly he was very similar. Mm. Uh, th- that was, in fact, that angle. Do you remember that angle where he beat up Bret Hart? Yeah. Everyone should look that up, right? It's like it's almost like a. What's supposed to happen is they're supposed to shake hands. Okay. I believe I'm just freestyling. It looks like they're the supposed to. Sh- they're supposed to shake hands, and Crush is supposed to hang on to the handshake. 
you know, they're supposed to be like looking like their mates. And I remember he had a long trench coat on. Yeah, he, did, he had the NWO yeah. shirt underneath. I think that they're supposed to hold, like Crush is then supposed to hold on to the handshake and NWO is supposed to attack from behind. Okay. But what happens is like, it's almost like the NWO kind of come out too early and Crush kind of panics and grabs Bret Hart's hand as if to shake it. <laughs> and then it's just really, yeah, it's not the, not the best. Okay, um, we'll look it up. So look it up. It's on, the, it's on the WWE Network. Yeah, um, Nitro in early 98. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so what I'm, the point I'm making is yeah. Crush, if you look at Crush, all those different incarnations of Crush, he looked very different, even though some of them he had the same name. Yeah. He looked very different, and I think it'd be quite feasible that you could think he was a completely different person. You can get away with that these days, could you? Okay. Just no, I don't know if I agree, but okay. What, so do you think... Well, I, um, Crush was my favourite wrestler when he was Hawaiian Crush, so I... I look at it through the eyes of someone that would always know Crush. But so. when you okay, so when you saw Hawaiian Crush, you, so you told me Demolition were your favourite tag team. Yeah, when but you not saw when, not when not when Crush was in Demolition, and Demolition was my first favourite tag team. I wasn't watching WF at the time. Well, I, I just assumed you were watching Coliseum Home Video releases. No, it was yeah. So have you not seen Crush on any of those? Yeah, you, what you Hawaiian weren't a real Crush. Fan? No, so I'm saying you oh, would have Demolition. Oh no, no, you so would have seen Demolition Crush before okay. Hawaiian Crush, right? Yeah, yeah by yeah. Th- yeah, but they did, did any part. Didn't did they? They, but did, yeah, they did. But did any part of you think Hawaiian Crush was Demolition Crush until no, you grew I up a no, bit? I knew. I, so did, I knew. What you knew? Yeah. What? So you knew? Because they're both called Crush. Wow. And he looked like Crush, but he's just, just coming back as a colourful good guy. I don't know. I just didn't put two and two together. I yeah, guess okay. not everyone's as, as informed on their wrestling as you are, Andy. Boy. I guess not. Um, so anyway, that tangent. Okay, your favourite tag team. My favourite tag team. Oh my goodness. It is a tough one, isn't it? And really what I was trying to do, at the start of that discussion, what I was trying to do was stall you a little bit so I could come up with a good answer for my favourite tag team. Okay. Um, And then we got into a heavy debate. (laughs) And uh, he's thrown me for six. Um, Who do I like? See, uh, and and if I'm honest, I only really said Demolition because it was the first one that came in. First good answer that came into my head. I've, I've got... Well, we're going to be playing a game shortly. Well, let's not... No, no, no. And one of them has got a pitch on it, a tag team. And this is like your favourite... If Ron Simmons was your favourite WCW wrestler, this is going to be your favourite Can tag I see team. the picture? No, it's definitely not. <laughs> it's not, not Men on a Mission? No. No? No. Mo, Oscar, Andy and Mabel. <laughs> you were the A in Men on a Mission. Well, that would have been something, wouldn't yeah. it? Um, no, they were, they were never my favourite tag team. Okay. Um... It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. So I liked a lot um, Sting and Lex Luger. <laughs> the dudes with attitude. Yeah. Steiner Brothers. Oh, okay. That's a good answer. Yeah. Steiner yeah. Brothers. Um, so I loved the Steiner Brothers in WCW. As we've discussed, I was uh, you you only watched WCW when you were slumming it. Yep. Um, but I liked the Steiner Brothers in, in WCW. And I loved the Steiner Brothers in WWF. I loved them. And what I think, the reason why I liked them so much as well, was that they w- were able to carry on their dominance from WCW into WWF. And I remember also being a bit gutted when, um, do you remember when uh, Dr. Death Steve Williams and Terry Bam Bam Gordy um, defeated the tag team of the Steiner Brothers in WCW? Okay. But it's almost like there'd never been a threat like that in WCW and they just essentially steamrolled the Steiner Brothers. I don't know if it's because they were leaving. I couldn't really tell you a timeline. I've not, you know, I'm not gone back and looked 
at the reasons why it happened. Yeah. But I couldn't believe that there was a team that could match up and defeat the Steiner brothers. Okay. That was just the you know the six year old, four year old, five year old me thinking. Well, if uh, anyone could beat the Steiner brothers, it would be them too. Well, and they did. And they did. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Steiner brothers. Great. And I like their music a lot in WWF as well. Come on, what's the, what's the next dun. one? We can do the news music dun. for the next man. Um, okay. That was quite a good rendi- rendition, yeah, I thought. And what about this? Right. So here's another, just another Steiner Brothers memory in WWF. Yep. Just... Before SummerSlam 94, they, they did a... S- just before SummerSlam 93, yeah. um, they did a special where they did a cage match against Money, uh, Inc. Money Inc. And you both had to... They both had to I- exit the cage. Exit the cage. Yeah, right? I that, yeah. And Rick Steiner got out the cage yeah. and left Scott in the cage on his own mm-hmm. and then was left with that. And it's almost like, I love the psychology of that match and I don't like... I don't know why we haven't really seen any more of it because like Rick then was left with the, do I come back in and help Scott? Because it's almost like the Steiner brothers are winning because one's, one's out. out. But then, oh no, Scott nearly got out. But my goodness, now he's trapped in the cage with the two money incorporated. But then it's like Scott, Rick's on the outside watching this and he has to make a decision. Do I come back in to help Scott? And put essentially put us back to an even playing field, or okay. do I? So it's almost like the hot tag. Yeah, yeah. But then when he tries to climb back in, Money Inc. can then knock him down. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's almost a genius. fight to get back in. Yeah. I just think it was just really well done. Mm. I, d- I remember it. Yeah, definitely. And like, um, yeah. So that was just a big, you know, Steiner Brothers memory. Okay. Um. So I couldn't believe it when the Quebecers beat him either. <laughs> Quebec Province rules. Just yeah, yeah, that was ludicrous, wasn't it? Um, how did Jack Tunney let that stand? <laughs> anyway. Uh, favorite faction? Oh, there you go. Oh, Heart Foundation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No question. No question at all. Yeah. yeah. They didn't need to bother themselves with the gang warfare either. No. You know, they yeah. were they were way above that. But there was still a gang. If they needed, you know, they probably went to war with Nation of Domination. A family, or a family that fights together survives together. Yeah. And uh, do you remember when Bret Hart described everyone? I don't remember what he called them all. Uh, I remember Brian Pillman yeah. had like a flashlight. Do you remember, not yeah, a flashlight, yeah, like a, mean, yeah. he had like a light Torch, on. Torch, what do you mean? We don't call them flashlights. Sorry, mate. <laughs> but you know, it was, it was like a light, it was a lamp. Yeah, I know. Like I a know. Bit, and he shone it in the yeah. man's face. And he says something like, um, I will take these men to the mouth of hell to fight yeah. the devil. Yes, he does. And I will trust these men to pump my blood, blood around with, their body. With, with their hearts. Yeah. Something something like, yeah. yeah, genius. He got it from that book of quotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. He yeah. must have done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there you go, Heart Foundation. We there's the first I think probably in the history of this podcast, that's the first time we've agreed on anything. <laughs> yeah, anything so, at all. So right, well now competition is gonna step up because we're playing a game. We are. Let's get the so so we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this as a Facebook live, but it is No one's gonna watch because we, we don't really use our Facebook page. Well I started yesterday. So but I've got well, the good idea that like every, not every show, but a lot of shows we're at, we're gonna document it on Facebook Live. And we're we're gonna, gonna meet some of the wrestlers. And uh, so it'll incentive, incentivize? Yes, yeah. incentivize you to like our page. To like our page. Uh, what's the And at? leave a five-star review. The I A think squared it's the A squared circle wrestling podcast. If you search that on Facebook, so you'll be able to see live video of this. But we're going to keep recording on the podcast, so you'll, you'll get to see everything. This is like 
pretty much revolutionary, isn't it? It, it sure um, is. We are, so we are now visual as well as audio. Right, Dan McGee, you're going to... You're going to hold the camera. I think you just got to press on live video. But make sure it actually goes live. Um, so, and we when, when we get live, we'll explain what's going on. So okay, are we live? If you're you're going to have to do a few zoom-ins as well. This is awkward, isn't it? Because it's already... Look at that hat on top of your head. You could put a Red Pro hat on and do a bit of advertising, couldn't you? Under Armour. Okay, Not we're live. Not a sponsor of this podcast. We're live, Okay, pal. so... Right, so a couple of weeks ago, we discussed about WWF Pogs, right? You didn't have any? No, but I had Pogs, so you're yeah, trying yeah. to make out that I'm like a living in poverty. <laughs> like, I had what Pogs. what you tell me. Pogs so was a craze. And so but WWF brought some out, right? But we, need to, but we need to contextualise the Pogs, don't we? Because Dan McGee, who's in the office with us, who's a cameraman, yeah. had never played a game of Pogs in his life. Okay. So that kind of ages us a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, so, so what you do is you have a stack. I think it would be better if we had a bigger stack. But unfortunately, this is all I can lay my hands on. So they were produced by Panini in 1995. And Panini never did the good stickers. So No? Merlin did the good stickers. But WF did Panini stickers. Did w- I don't know. I'm sure Panini did World Cup stickers. They they did, yeah. World Cup 94 well, stickers. Me no good. But, Merlin did pre- but Merlin did Premier League stickers. Okay. So... Just there was a, a lot of people talk about. There was an interesting documentary about sticker albums, and they do discuss how Merlin, I guess, no Panini, sorry, was saved by the WF sticker albums. Oh, or Merlin! Well. It was Merlin, I'm sure. Yeah, w- <coughs> you might be right. Anyway, right. Okay, so we have, you a ever have a WCW slammers. sticker album. Yeah, pink cover, sting on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got six slammers here. We've actually got seven. Oh no, there's the WF logo one. We so only need one. WWF. The legend that is Tatonka. Well, maybe we should have three slammers each then. Um, you put the WWF to one size. And two razor. Two right, razor. So well, that's the special. Look. Put them down. Pardon? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, my phone's broken. That's right. I dropped oh, it. Oh, brilliant. Real good one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know whether it's coming up black on there. I don't know. Well, let's hope not. Hey? I'll see if I can get it up on my laptop. That's a good idea. Okay, wow, so, so put those face down, right? So right. right. So the first thing... The first thing we should do here yep. is we should... Well, I think we should have fun in showing everyone the pogs as well. No, because it is, you've got to remember, we're still recording a podcast. So oh, like yeah, okay, the people on the shout. podcast yeah, well done, are going to yeah. be bored. Okay. Right. So what we're going to do, we're going to pick three slammers each. So you can go okay, first, right, seeing as it's your... Oh, there you go. So British Bulldog. There you go. British so Bulldog. It's like um, the FA Cup draw. I've got the bad guy. Okay. Okay. So your turn. All right. Come on, speed through this. The Razor Ramon. Another. Well, that's not another fair, Razor is it? You t- you said take the WF one out. The Million Dollar Man, oh, Andy typical. Boy Simmons. Ah, Tatonka. Native American, real Buffalo. Legend. Diesel. Ah, oh, the champ. Okay. So. Okay. What we're we gonna do? How we're we gonna have a game? Okay. So what? Uh, so the the way the pogs work. Yeah. Obviously. Is I'll slam them, them down. You've got them the wrong way, so you've got to put them back oh that way. So oh, no wonder I wasn't pretty good at it. They're all this way, right? Whoever lands face up, yep. you get to keep. Okay, but right? they're all mine. <laughs> you, don't, you can't keep them. This isn't keeps. We know what your rules are on keeps. Um, You'll go tell, <laughs> tell, you'll go the tell your wife. Yeah. I'll tell the teacher. And you cheated. I'll tell the secretary at the front desk. <laughs> I'll like, Can you escort him out the building, please? <laughs> we were playing friendlies. Um, okay, then. Are we going to make it interesting? Okay, how about... Um, I did think about this. I haven't told you, but I did think about this. I thought maybe if I win, I get a free po- piece of Red Pro merch. And if you win, you get to pick a wrestling figure out of my box. Toy box. Well, that's a... 
No, well, I want... no the, the values okay. are very approximately the same. Well, so don't tell me that's not brand good. new, brand new in box. Yeah, 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 brand new. A okay, B&I that's fine. B. Yeah, yeah. Okay, as long as it's brand new in box, I don't want to batter John Cena. No, brand new one. Have you got any classics retros? Yeah, I might have a Razor Ramon actually. No, yeah. I don't want him. Have you got, I was thinking Sorry. like a, a Rick Martel or no, they didn't. They haven't done a Rick Martel. Um, okay. Well, you can have a Roman Reigns. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Right. So who's going? F- I'll go first because they're my pogs. So how do you win? Like, so you slam it, right? Oh, I know. Yeah, you slam it. But like, how? Come on. How are we deciding how you win? Are we well, like, do you so have if to I flip them over like that, to, that'll yeah, be I, my bet. Yeah, I know. But like, are we gonna do? Should we do three rounds? Whoever's got the most at the end of a three no, round. No, let's just do one round because no, three rounds. Come on, three rounds. Do you want to show me how to do it? No, because you you're going first. You're going first. It's up to you. Your technique. <laughs> and you've just wasted your go. Right, my turn. This has got finger holes in as well. That was the Tonka. So I'm going to stand up. Down. So I'm going in with diesel. I'm standing up. I'm getting caught in the wires here. This is right. I'm not going to use the finger holes. It's hard, isn't it? We should have done a practice. <laughs> oh, you wasted your go. Okay, go. Right, I'm going Come in on. with Razor Ramon. Oh, oh, not a single one over. I think there's too many in the pile. I think too many. I, I don't think it was enough. Well, I I think these pogs are rubbish. They're not real pogs, are they? There you go. Oh, well done. Oh, right. you got two. There we go. Yeah, so I'm winning. Okay, maybe we will just do one round. I wasn't anticipating it would take this long. Yeah. So, come on. Who'd you get? Stack Are going to show up. your winners at the end? Stack it up. I've got Yokozuna and King Kong Bundy. You are, you are terrible at this game. I don't understand why they're not flipping over. Because you're terrible at the game. Is there any professional POG players out there right. who can give us some tips? I was going to cheat then. I decided not to. Hmm. Right. Let's go. Right, Diesel's brought me some success. We're going to bring him back. Oh, it's a pogs are terrible. Go on, go. Right, I think I'm going to win because two. Okay, now. one will go each. No, well, I, I should get well, two goes because go you started. Well, well I should get two power. goes because I because why? Because you started. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh. He's got the technique down. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank uh. you. Thank you. I've got no slammers left, but I've got the technique down. Okay. Right, your turn. Right, one. Okay, so I got one. So more one, go. one go each. Yeah. And oh, there you go. Smashed it. He's got one over. Well He's done. Got one. And you cheated there. If anyone's watching what the video, because look, you had one of them was like at like that oh, angle, was it? so that oh, okay. and that acted as a flipper. All right. Right. Oh no, it's going to cost me twelve quid. Oh, right in the face. <laughs> okay. Well, there right. you go. So I think we can see the clear winner. Of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast, Gamer Pogs, with all these podcasts, all these podcasts, all these pogs to one is me. So who have you got? Who'd you win? Uh, so these the were produced ones. in 1995. So we've got we got Razor, we've got Paul Bearer, we've got WrestleMania 10, we've got Karma, the Supreme Fighting Machine, WWF, we've got Men on a Mission, we've got. November Fest 94. I've never even heard of November oh. Fest 94. WWF, I think they're unofficial, must be. No. Um, we've got King Kong Bundy, Yokozuna, and a Hakushi. Okay. So, and you have I've one over. So, unanimous decision. I win. It was a, is a whitewash, and I look forward to my Rocky's Toys wrestling figure, and we'll be posting a picture of me celebrating with my toy in the very near future. Okay. So, Thanks very much, everyone, for watching on Facebook Live. We're going to continue with the podcast now. Um, so make sure you listen to that on iTunes, 
Podbean, wherever podcasts are available, really. And remember to like our Facebook page. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening. Cool. That was okay. some, that was some dead air, wasn't it? <laughs> well, so. I thought it was. Um, well, it's disappointing. I didn't win. Okay, Dan, you can shut it off now. Uh, okay. Right. right. So this is topical, actually. So not only, so obviously each pog is numbered. Yep. Guess what number two is. So I'm going to assume because we haven't got number one with this, so I'm going to have to assume number one would be either Bret Hart, Diesel. Or the WWF logo. Do you know what number two is? No. Bob Backlund putting a chicken wing on the man who is the topic of our podcast. Bob Sparky Plug Holly. Holly. Spark Plug Holly. So should we just come straight into it, shall we? Yeah, so you so you told a story just for context's sake a couple of weeks ago about a WWE tryout you had and hardcore Holly. Sparky plug was very horrible to you, and well, you said there yeah. was more to this story. It would come come back to to haunt you in later years. Yeah, and it's been on mind. Do I tell this story or not? Because I think looking back now, ten years on, if I'd behaved accordingly, I think might be the way I dealt with it. Whether I'd sort of dealt with it accordingly. So anyway, I don't think you did. You let it play on your mind for too long, anyway. But we what you think? I d- I didn't deal with it well. No, you didn't. No. Oh, thanks. Oh, I told you at the time you're not dealing with this very well, mate. Okay, so long story <laughs> short is, uh, and and so two things. So I grew up obviously a big WWF fan. My dad's fa- my dad had two favourite wrestlers. Thank you, Dan. Uh, my dad had two favourite wrestlers growing up. One was the model Rick Martel, I've mentioned, and the other was Thurman Sparky Plug. He didn't like wrestling at all. He thought Thurman Sparky Plug was cool a funny name. name. Thurman. Thurman. <clears throat> so he, uh, he was like, oh, I watched Thurman. Whenever he was on, I'd call him and he'd sit Dad down. Dad, Thurman's him. on. Yeah, he'd come sit me for 10 minutes. Just because he want to hear the announcement. <laughs> well, he probably didn't really want to watch it at all. I think he was just trying to be a good dad. Humour you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I made the mistake of telling Andy I like this wrestler. So he's going <laughs> to call me every time he's on the telly. So that's what makes this story, I think, a little bit sad. So I, I didn't, I'd never met Bob Holly. I'd heard the horror stories. I'd seen Tough Enough where he, um, stop fiddling, please. I'm sorry. So uh, I'd heard the horror. I'd seen Tough Enough where he, um, you know, beat, Smashed up, beat up Matt Capitelli. Capitelli. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like I said, I'd, I I don't think I'd ever met him because he was always in. He was he had like a great run, and and also I always say this as well. If I could have one run of any wrestler, I think it might be Bob Holly's, because he went through. He started in '94, the Rumble '94. He started at. He kind of went through those sort of like ups and downs of the mid-90s and then he was a big part of the Attitude Era as yep. Hardcore Holly yep. and then he had a pretty decent 10-year run post-Attitude Era. Yeah. So like, I think he had a... People laugh at me when I say that. Oh yeah, well sure, I could have been... I, you know, if I could pick anyone, I'd be Brock Lesnar because he's a multi-millionaire but like, I think in terms of a journey, I don't see uh, many people who have... Uh, a I bet Brock Lesnar's journey was pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the point, <laughs> is it? So I, say, I just always think Bob Holly like, had a cool journey of being a WWE wrestler. So um so so I'll reiterate the story. I was at a WWE trial in two thousand seven. Um and and like I uh like I said as well when I've initially told the story, I have no sense of smell. Okay, so like I've said to you a million times, I even say to you sometimes, oh do I smell? Right. And I normally like say uh, and yes. I mean like body odor smell. Yes. And you yes, say you no. Yeah. No you don't. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and anyway, uh I, I had to do a reho- oh, I hate to say this, but I had to sort of go through this thing with, with Umaga. And he said to me, oh, can you go put some deodorant on? Can I start? So when you did the the rehearsal, mm-hmm. 
did Vince McMahon do the rehearsal with you, or was there someone subbing for Vince McMahon? No, it was just, just me like and you, Margaret, initially. We went, we met up with Vince in about, I don't know, half an so hour So did Vince that. ever go through his lines with you? And I'm yes. Gonna, I'm going to say, sick him. He didn't tell me that much, but he told We went through, like, the whole, I'm going to say, <coughs> I'm going to introduce you. We, we, uh, <coughs> we, we went through all that line. Okay. And I did a killer bit of improv. My favourite bit was, sick him. Yeah. That was the worst bit for me. Because um, you got sicked. <laughs> so, so yeah, so, so Margaret says to me, oh, can you go, go put some deodorant on? I was obviously so embarrassed. Hardcore Holly said to you. No, Umaga oh, said Umaga to Oh, said to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I ran so to Umaga's the loo. So Umaga's like, oh, he stinks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, so, so Umaga said, go, go put some deodorant. It wasn't mean. He wasn't, to be fair. He was quite polite about it. And he probably understood, you know, I like to think he might have understood the situation. I've been in the ring for like hours and then had no time to sort of, he was like, I'll be back here in 10, 15 minutes for, for rehearsals. So I was like, okay, I'll be back here in 10, 15 minutes for rehearsals. So instead of that, um, I just thought, oh, I'll just wait around the ring while everyone else went to get washed. So um, Mistake number one. Yeah, so, so when I came, when, once I'd scrubbed myself down and put on plenty of deodorant and smelled lovely, I, the first person I bumped into was a wrestler, an English wrestler called the UK Kid, who, no surprise to anyone, he turned up really late, and Tom t- oh, t- t- turns up late for everything. Like he missed the whole in-ring workout. Oh, he missed really? The whole thing. He's a notorious. Like I remember being at a show, um, where he was running uh, the Portsmouth Guildhall like years ago, and uh, he was so late um, that he hadn't even, and like he hadn't even written, <laughs> didn't even know what the matches were or who was wrestling on the card. And he's like, Andy, do you know anyone who can uh, wrestle tonight? Like. It's like the doors were supposed to have opened half an hour ago, mate. <laughs> Do you really? know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, literally, fans were waiting outside. Yeah. That they didn't know who was on the... That, that, that It doesn't surprise me. Like, Tom was ter- always terrible. Like, when we were working on the holiday camps together, we were on the same team, and he'd turn up late to do the ring. But part of the condition is we all do the ring together. So, um, so the first person I bump into is Tom. And I actually haven't see- hadn't seen Tom in about two years. And I'll tell you why. Because Tom used to run these small shows in Horndean area, which isn't too far from where I lived at the time. And I used to do all of them. Like he'd run four or five a year. I'd be on all of them. And uh, and all of a sudden, after one of them, I get a text message saying, "Were you selling pictures at my show the other night?" And I replied, "Yeah." And he was like, "Well, I didn't give you permission. We won't be working together in the future." So we hadn't actually spoken to each other for ages, right? After that, he ended up falling out with like everyone. So it was it was almost like inevitable. Like he fell out with everyone but his own trainees, essentially. So, um, so I bump into Tom. First time I've seen him in ages. There's no hard feeling. I was like, listen, mate, do I sm- explain to him? I have no sense of smell. I've just been bollocked. Do I smell okay? He's like, yep, you smell fine. And actually, that actually reignited our friendship. And we actually became mates again after that, which is what leads to this story. So, I see Tom. Uh, I then go to the ring. Every, uh, Hardcore Holly goes, oh, you, you fucking stink. You know, I was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, But I couldn't sit there, like I've explained before. I couldn't say, oh, I haven't got a sense of smell. So... What can I do? I just had to sort of take it on the chin. So that was kind of the end of it. I did my best to avoid him the rest of the day because I didn't really want that reputation because after that thing with Umaga, everything was almost so positive. I was like, oh, if, I don't want to say in the unlikely event, but like they were signing quite a lot of guys at the time. So I thought, well, if, if I was to get signed off the back of this, like Umaga thought I would, or at least Umaga said to me he thought I would, um, I didn't want that reputation. It's like, oh, that kid in developmental that stinks. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? So I was just kind of doing my best to avoid a lot of people. Yeah, no, and Hardcore Holly has nicknames for people as well, doesn't he? If you watch uh, like Tough Enough, he calls people horrible nicknames, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. Mm. So um, 
So that was kind of the end of it, really. Like, oh, I had a good old laugh about it when I got home, and then me and Tom sort of buddied up, and I started working on Tom's shows again, and um, and yeah, that, that was that was almost the end of it, really. Like, I thought, well, I won bad experience with the man. I'm not going to hate the man forever, um, you know, because I'm probably bound to bump into him one day. So this was in this was a tell event 2007. I started working with Tom again in early 2008, actually at the Portsmouth Guildhall, which was one of my favourite shows I've ever done. It was Billy Gunn and Chris Masters were both on it, and the place was rammed. It was absolutely fantastic. Do you know when else the Portsmouth Guildhall is going to be rammed? Thursday, November 22nd, for the return of the Man Gravity Forgot Pack. Pack is back. RevolutionProWrestling.com for tickets. Yeah. Well done. That's explosions of fireworks. Is it? You can't, you can't we can't afford the special effects. So oh, that's okay. why. You're going to have to make the noise. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was rammed. I was excited. And I want to say maybe six months after that, maybe mid-2008, it's like, oh, Hardcore Holly has been released from his WWE contract. So I kind of figured then, I thought, <clears throat> he's going to be over at some point. You know, he, it's inevitable, really. He was, he was a big name. He had a good run. And... I'm getting my time and up. Right, so at the time, Tom was using, like, Billy Gunn almost every show. Okay, so we'd run an angle at the end of each show, and Billy Gunn would be like, right, next time, Billy Gunn's wrestling Nathan McKenzie. And then after his match with Nathan McKenzie, Billy Gunn's wrestling Jake McCluskey in a cage match. And I mean, it wasn't quite like that, but it was pretty much Billy Gunn on every show. So then he'd, he'd done an angle after, after an, a, a, a local event at Portsmouth Guildhall with Billy Gunn, and I was at Tom's training school... And Tom came up to me and said, oh, you'll never guess what, Billy Gunn's had to pull out of the show. And I was like, oh, no, what a pain. And, then I said, and he said something, and I must have said something, and he said, oh, well, it's all right. I've got three replacement ideas. And for the life of me, I can't remember the third one. <clears throat> but one of them was Chuck Palumbo. And I all credit in the world to Chuck Palumbo, but I said, mate, you can't. Like, Chuck Palumbo just seems a bit of a... Is Chuck Plumbo going to draw an audience? You know, is Chuck Plumbo recognisable? I did the show with Chuck Plumbo. He was lovely. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Yeah. We did a week. Sorry? We did a w- He was on an NWE tour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, don't make me feel bad about it. Cause in, cause he was I, a lovely guy. As you, as Chuck Palumbo's customs. He was. He was like, like, did the bikes, right? Motorbikes, yeah. Yeah. So Tom said to me, well, is Billy Gunn? They did Billy and Chuck. And I was oh, like, that's oh. a good point. Well, yeah, yeah. I thought, I, I was like, yeah, good point. But still, I was like, you got, you got a, a venue which wants to see a. a Former DX member. It's you hanging on to your DX love, really, isn't it? Not really. Well, time had moved on. Chuck um, Palumbo, Billy and Chuck. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, that was natural. That was, natural, that was usable. Natural you might sound being unfair or trying to make me look bad, thriller. but I was just like, well, who are your other options? He said one other person who I can't remember. Sean O'Hare? No. <laughs> it was someone connected to Billy Gunn uh, that wasn't Bart Gunn or Road Dog. Honky Tonk Man. No. I can't remember who it was. But the other one was, the third one was, he goes, oh, I was thinking Hardcore Holly. And I said, that's it. I said, Hardcore Holly. Like, Hardcore is a recognisable name. He's got a gimmick. You know, he's not just like a trunks and boots wrestler. He's Hardcore Holly. I'd say that's a fairly recognisable name and decent replacement. So the next thing I know is uh, UK Kid has booked Hardcore Holly. Thanks to you. Well, thank, uh, essentially on my recommendation. So, uh, which I'll <laughs> come back to haunt me. Um, so, so the first show goes without a hitch. I then laughed with Tom, uh, maybe prior to the first show, and I said, "I oh, don't tell him about the thing that happened at, uh, in Birmingham." Yeah, yeah, because like I just don't want that hanging over me. I almost like want to forget about it. So, um, 
So, so the first show goes right. I actually sat next to Bob Holly at the meet and greet. He couldn't have been nicer. He didn't recognise me. He didn't remember it. Every- you. Yeah, like everything was great. Do you know what I was like, oh, he was just having a bad day. The second show comes along, right? And, uh, and yeah, this is where things turn sour. But this is where things turn sour. But he didn't know it yet. So I was wrestling. No, no, I, I, I'd, I'd started a... I was in a relationship with a young lady who was a bit of a wrestling fan, okay? And she came to watch the show, this one at the Portsmouth Guildhall, right? So I'm wrestling one of my best friends, Ian Logan. And we're in the ring, and he gives me a suplex. And this has happened to me, I don't know, maybe one time previous, mm, I don't know, I don't want to say it happens all the time. It doesn't happen all the time, but it happens. And, I'd, and I don't say this out of um, shame, but I reckon it happens far more often than people like to admit. Don't just look at me like that. <laughs> what do you want me, how do you want me to look at you? Well, I'm waiting for you I'm to say, oh, I've heard people. I've heard people. Well, you haven't told me what it is. Like, obviously, I well, know, okay. but I'm letting you tell your story. So I, took your story. I, I suplexed. I got suplexed, sorry, on a ring. And what happened, Andy, when you got suplexed on the ring? For lack of a, a better term, I sharted. And what does that mean, just for those people who don't well, know? Well, I don't want to use a bad word. So a little bit of poo came out. Not quite as dramatic as that, but it was enough to be like, oh, no, let's just finish this and go home. Okay, that's the first. I've told this story to a few people, but I've never told it publicly. Okay, so... Because um, that story about Sid's doing it, isn't there? Yeah, and Andre the Giant. An actual fact, there's a little sub-story. Three months later, Harker Holly came over with Road Dog, right? Yeah, I was at that show. Yeah. I was refereeing on that show. Okay. was trying to get your attention, and you weren't there, and you wouldn't come. Right, and Road Dog said, oh, I don't see what the big deal is. I've done that loads of times. Mm. So that kind of put me at ease a bit. So anyway... Um, I'm sat in the changing room with Ian and Harker Holly bursts in the room. And I mean bursts in the room. And he goes, what's that smell? And I, and again, me, I don't have a sense of smell, right? So I'm like, oh, I don't know. And Ian's there trying to stick up for me, being like, oh, there's a there's a kebab shop over the road, right? <laughs> Maybe it's coming from there. And uh, he goes, oh, something smells. And then he goes, it's you again. And I was like, so Tom had obviously stooged you off. Right. So I said, oh, I didn't think you remembered that. He goes, oh, of course I remember that. And then after, I'd say, another 30 seconds that felt like four hours, um, he burst out laughing and was like, oh, I'm just messing with you. Oh, Tom told me what happened. And I won't use the words he apologized, but we all sat around for a good hour after that show. Right, yeah. and he was saying he told the stories how you know working for WWE make, can make you a horrible person, and you know those kind of times in his life are behind him, and you know he said he didn't remember it at all. Um, yeah. So really, I probably could have done Tom without Tom mentioning it, but Tom probably told him not to yeah, be up as Tom. a laugh. Yeah, like, like oh, do, do you know what I mean? Like kind of yeah, felt and and probably to and like, do you want to rib Simmons? Right, like, do you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like, exactly. That would be, be funny for exactly, exactly. It was just like ha ha. Do you know what I mean? Like he feels safe, he feels comfortable. Yeah. Let's get him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. So then we had a laugh and, and he sat down, he told me, he told me the story about when, um, oh no, it didn't involve him, I don't think, but it was, he told me, he was there the time when Steve Blackman beat up JBL at the airport. I think it was the day Owen Hart died. Oh, really? And they had a fight, because like JBL was, I think it must have been related, because he was saying how JBL was just riding him, Steve Blackman, riding him, riding him, riding him. And all of a sudden, Blackman attacked. You know, <laughs> just down. Like, someone talked about it in a podcast the other day, but I was like, oh, yeah, I heard that story from Bob Holly. So uh, so that was it. And again, I want to say, after that show, we sat next to each other on a meet and greet again. So I was like, oh, no, everything's fine. Everything's Until fine. Until you saw how many pictures you were selling. Well, no, because it was Tom's thing. was like you had to sit there for four hours afterwards and, you know, 
sign sign the posters. So it wasn't like we were making any money. Oh, that's giving me, giving me an idea. Yeah, well, it, you're the only pro that doesn't do it. Uh, well, I know times have really changed since then. Um, so, uh, so that was it. Again, left happy. Okay, it's kind of out in the open now. We've kind of finished the joke. It's all over, right? And then, like I said, I was in a relationship with this girl. who's a big wrestling fan. And, uh, and I would say we fell out with each other would probably be the most polite place, polite thing to say. And I didn't really think much of it, right? But then all of a sudden I get a text message from Tom. So, so put it into context, dates-wise, the thing with Bob Holly where, where he, he ribbed me was in August and he was coming over again for the October half term. So three months later. Yeah. <coughs> and it was all booked he was coming back. And uh, me and this girl, we'd fallen out in the meantime. All of a sudden, I want to say two weeks before these shows, I get a text message from Tom. And, I, and it was something along the lines of, did you shit yourself when you wrestled at the Guildhall? And, I'd, and I, just, I was just on the defensive. I was like, no, mate, I didn't. But I took a bad bump in a really stiff ring. This is what happened. LOL. Do you know what I mean? Like laughing it off, thinking no much of it. And he was like, yeah. oh, okay, fair enough. And that was the end of this. Again, that was the, that was the end of that. So I turn up at this show in um, Exeter. So Bob was coming over like three or four days. Turn yeah. up to the show in Exeter. And uh, Bob comes over me like, for anyone who, who hasn't met him, in, he's actually, you've obviously met him. He's a pretty intimidating guy. Like he's got those like crazy eyes. Not not as crazy eyes as Dan Heads, but like... No, uh, not as crazy as that, but like, you know, he's pretty intimidating. Yeah. He really is. He's like, not afraid intense. to... Uh, there's Right. There's very few people in this world who will stare you down, like look you in the eye right. and stare you down. And you're a coward. And <laughs> like, but like, well, in terms of like, just in general body language, you don't literally, if I'm, if I were going to say hi to someone, I might make eye contact with you to say hello. Yeah. But I'm not going to continue staring at you in the eye. No. Straight afterwards. Like I'm staring at you like now. now. In yeah, the yeah. eye, right? It's freaky, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I'm still, so still doing it. The room. Yeah. yeah, like me and my father-in-law don't. We, we, whenever we greet each well, other. You never, look at, you never look at each other in the eye, do you? What? Do you? you and your father-in-law. Oh, no, we, we get on, all right? Okay. Um, oh, it's a mother-in-law, sorry. <laughs> sorry, she doesn't listen. So, um, so, so I turn up to this venue next to and I actually have a double. So I'm doing a show for Tom and I'm going off to do another show for Joel Redman so that yeah, same so afternoon. Double, double, term, double is terminology for two shows twice. Not as, not, is it, not as I have a double a lookalike. <laughs> no, no, I've got a double. So uh, Just so letting you into the, the lingo of the wrestling business on yeah. the A-squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. It was like the it was like extra to Tiverton, I think, or Tiverton maybe. Because Yeah, that's right. Joel ran a little promotion for a while, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. like a really nice theatre. Yeah. I did it a couple of times. It was always packed. It was always such a good atmosphere. So, um, so I turn up to Exeter and I've seen Bob and I've kind of, I, I think I may have mentioned Thomas and I don't bring that up. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we call like me and Bob Holly continue. I was so paranoid about it. And anyway, I come up to, uh, to Mr. Holly to say hello. And he goes, you're going to shit yourself again today. He's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> actually quite funny now. I'm a bit older. And I was just like, and again, I just, like you just said, like he just stared me down. And I was just like, no, uh, and tried to like laugh it off. But he didn't want to be, he didn't want me to laugh and, it off. And for anyone who, you know, anyone who's been listening to the podcast, we don't really talk about it as much anymore, but we used to talk a lot in the early days of the podcast about your insecurities, right? And right. how you'd have going through your head, like, you'd always think the worst of everything, right? Yeah. And you'd always make a bigger 
in your head, it would be yeah. a bigger deal than the reality of the situation, sure. right? And like he might have just been trying to have a joke with me that I just took really badly. Yeah, because you don't take stuff like that well. No, but you're good at dishing it out though. Yeah, I'm brilliant. But, like at you don't, it out. you yeah. don't take it well. And um, <laughs> and yeah, so obviously, and again, I'm not really sure if it's my place to step in yet because I like because I was there later on. Yeah. But like the impression I got was he was like riding you. I had been riding you because you were gone by this point when I was there. I believe you never came to a show that I was at. No, I never no show to show. No, oh, no, no, no. I, I, yeah, so we'll save that to the okay, end. Okay, well, I'll come yeah. back in later then. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, so, um, so, so, so he goes, oh, you're going to shit yourself again. And I was like, oh, no, like, oh, I, I wasn't rude to him, rude to him, just said hello. And I, I can't remember really what my response was, but like, just tried to laugh it off. So I then go sit in the changing rooms, and I'm actually with a couple of Tom's trainees, just chatting to them, and all of a sudden he comes in and goes, oh, and he might have just said the same thing again. You know, second time. And again, I'm just kind of like, I'm not dealing with this well. Like, you know, this dude's pretty intense. And I don't really want to, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to fall out with people. Do you know what I mean? I'm just trying, I try to be get along Andy as much as I can. <laughs> get along Andy. Well, like I, just, like I said to my wife the other day, I said, I don't really like the fact that me and your mum don't always get along. Do you know what I mean? I don't like that. I'm not one of these people that thrives off conflict at all. Like, I just, I'd rather just like everyone got along. So when he's sort of like trying to, I guess in hindsight, just trying to rib me, um, yeah, I didn't. I just didn't didn't take it well. And again, you know, looking back in hindsight, nearly ten years on, I kind of feel like, yeah, I didn't deal with that great. So I went to. So I did my match. I was on with Chris Andrews first. I'm having a wicked little match with Chris Andrews. Like he's, he's good really little hands, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's still about. You should use him. Oh, I've not seen him in years. Yeah, yeah. He's really good. Um, and uh, so then I went on to my next show. I was telling all the lads. I think Yestin Reese was the there. shark. Dave. Chris the shark. That's it. Chris the shark Andrews. Yeah. So Yestin, I think, was there. Dave Morales was there. Me and. Um, what are they, he's in WUK now, Ashton, but he used to be called Darice Coffee, yeah. Me and him were a tag team that night. Ashton Smith, I think he wrestles over now. So, um, so we, we, so, so I turned up to that show. They were telling me, oh, I'll tell him to get lost, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Um, but that was on the Sunday. Then on the Monday, there was a training seminar with Bob Holly at, at the Tom's Training School. So I, um, so I can't remember if someone had said, was I going? And I was like, well, I know I should go, but I don't really want to go for the reason that I think Hulk Hoddy's got it in for me. Yeah. So so I'm sat there. I remember I did an afternoon shift in my mum and dad's shop that day. And all of a sudden the phone rings and it's Tom. And I answer it and it's like, hello. And I was like, oh, no, but obviously I said hello first. <laughs> and he's like, hello. And I was like, <clears throat> hello. And he goes, it's, it's Bob Harley here. You come and train in today. And I was just like, in my head, I'm thinking the last thing I want to do is go to a training seminar with you where you're just going to, you're going to probably beat me up or just bully me, bully me. And I was like, I'm not going to have you like beat me up or bully me in front of all of Tom's trainees. So, well, in front of anyone for that matter. Uh, so, but, so uh, but as well as that, in front of the trainees as well, because obviously by this time you were a kind of uh, a pro on the circuit and the last thing you want is to... You or know, get shown up, I guess. Be like. made to look like an idiot in yeah. front of, you know, young, impressionable right. trainees. Right. And uh, so I said, oh, no, I said, I've just finished work. He said, well, why can't you come? And I said, oh, I'm just busy tonight. Like, oh, just You should have just said I'm working. Yeah, I know. Full yeah, stop, end of. Yeah, uh, yeah, I should have done, you know, 10 years on. Yeah, this is what I should have said. So he said, uh, don't you want to get to WWE? And I was like, yeah, of course I want to get WWE. He's like, well, don't you think I can help you do that? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know you can. <laughs> like, again, just trying to get on, just trying to... Can we drop this? Because I can't tell whether you're trying to have fun with me or whether I'm just not used to that system where, like, 
WWE ribs are like so intense. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Heaven forbid I ever made it to WWE. I think I've been lasted two minutes. Um, so, uh, so anyway, he hangs up the phone. That's kind of the end of it. Oh, yeah, that, the last thing he said to me on the phone were, if you don't want to learn today, you're going to learn tomorrow. And I was like, oh, that sounds a bit threatening. I guess I'm wrestling you tomorrow at the Ports of Field Hall. <laughs> so this is where, this is a part I really regret, right? But this is no, like, what happened next. Um, but this is not, not anyone's fault. Um, I guess bar my own is I wish I just hadn't said anything to anyone. So this was right around the time FWA was relaunching. No, no, it had relaunched. Sorry. Had it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is early. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So this wow. is the end of 2009. My, so uh, my timeline of time frame of when things happened is just nuts. But yeah, it was because I remember like I lived in Gunwolf at the time because I remember I did that show and I walked to the Guild Hall and I thought, like, oh, this is lovely. I could get this used well to easy, this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so which is right around the time. Uh, so I was... You know, I was one of Alex's main characters on the show. So, like, we talked fairly regularly. So, Alex called me up one day, and, he, and he, I didn't call him. He called me to talk about the next show. And he said, oh, you know, how's everything with you? I said, oh, well, I have got this problem, really. I don't really know what to do, because I can't really tell whether... I more told him as a mate than as, like, a... You were like, oh, have you, still, have you got Dino's <coughs> number? <laughs> yeah, you got Dino's Scarlet's <laughs> number. Yeah, no, th- like, that, I think that's what people assume. But like, I just kind of told him as a friend, rather than as a cry for help. You know, I was just like, well, I could talk to you about it and you're just going to take the mick out of me. I could talk to Luke about it. He'd take the mick out of me. I would not have taken the mick out of you. I would have been like, grow up. You'd have been like, ha, 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 you're getting bullied no. by hardcore Holly. So, um, so anyway, uh, I told Alex what happened. And, and he said, basically, if you wrestle him tomorrow and he beats you up, let me know. And I don't know, I don't sound like too like East End gangster, but like he was like, I'll deal with it. But like he didn't really say, oh, I'm going to send 10 lads down to beat him up or anything like that. He just said, oh, just let me know what happens. So I was like, okay. Yeah, he wanted to know. Sorry? <laughs> he, he wanted to know. And then what it. did he do? He stuck his finger up your bum. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? That's like uh, Alex. That was an uh, example of like him s- reciting what Hardcore Hollywood would do to you in the wrestling ring. Oh, right. So then, so then Alex um, went and called our good friend Steve Linsky. Oh, it's the worst. Right, who was the referee for Tom at the time? And Alex, again, all credit to Alex. Can you stop playing around, Jesus? As you can tell, ten years on, Andy's still hurt by this subject. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some feedback from you about it. Um, So anyway, uh, Alex calls Linsky, right? So I turn up to the show, and all of a sudden, I get thrown out of the locker room by Hardcore Holly. Like I turn up, put my bag, goes, better find somewhere else to put that bag. And I was like, oh, great. So then it just became apparent that <coughs> Alex had called Linsky to find out what else had been happening. Linsky Probably gone back. to find out if you were actually going to get beaten up. Well, maybe. When and, and then Linsky went and told. Being the mate that he is to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like Linsky forgets who his friends are, doesn't he? Yeah, sometimes he does. Uh, Linsky, the first thing he did was went back and told Tom and Bob. So then that just made the situation ten times worse. So I remember I went from wrestling Hardcore Holly, which I, which I, and as I said, like if Hardcore Holly wants to, I said, I'm not, I'm probably not going to beat Hardcore Holly up, but I'm not, uh, sorry, I, I, but I would fight him. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to be like... Oh, I'd love to have seen that. Yeah, but my point is I'm not going to be like, oh, go on then, I'm just a little young yeah. wrestler. Come on, beat me up because I'm too scared to fight back. You know what I mean? And I, I'm sure I would have got my head kicked in because like I said, he, he certainly <laughs> gave the impression it was very, very intense and very real. Um, but I'd have taken it, happily taken it because I'm not, I've, n- I've never cancelled a booking because I was scared of someone. Or anything, do you know what I mean? Like I was so just what happened? To wind up wrestling T-Bone. Tom changed it. Tom changed it to wrestling. Uh, he to, uh, Tom wrestled it while well, I wrestled T-Bone. Uh, Bob Holly wrestled Aussie. Zulu Warrior. 
Um, was Road Dog on that show as well? Yeah, right? yeah, Road yeah. Dog was on that show. Yeah, yeah, and that's where I later found out Road Dog was like, "Oh, we can give the kids such a hard time for." I've done that before. Yeah. So um, and because uh, I because it all stems from the fact that this girl who I'd had a bit of a messy finish with uh, went and told Tom, "Oh, Andy." Yeah, yeah, probably exaggerated it a hundred times. I mean, but well. I think as well. So you want my read on it? Go on. So I think. So I think a number of things. So I think it probably did start as a harmless rib. Yeah. But like you say, like you can't. Like when you don't know someone, it's very hard to tell if they're joking or being serious, especially when they carry themselves the way that Hardcore Holly yeah. carries himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, it was. Um, so so, and I think in your head as well, I think you'd probably made it a lot bigger than it actually was, right? But the action of doing that then made it bigger than it yeah. than it needed to be. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, that with uh, and I and I, th- I, d- I do think it was like ha ha ha, and like because I remember being in the the locker room at the time and. And when you you weren't there and what then I remember him saying horrible stuff to you like out loud. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So he'd be like, you'd kind of I don't know if you were in a different changing room or you'd be like walking across and he'd be like, hey, whatever, and call you a horrible name or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he'd and you know he'd just be like, the kid can't take a rib, the kid can't take a rib, you right. know, and kind of, which obviously you how are you supposed to take something like that? Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I think that's a, that's that's a, the whole old mindset of professional wrestling you know where the world used to be the 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 locker room used to not not be as a nicer place to be in you know Mm -hmm. i think i i remember saying that one of the things that i wanted to change about british wrestling locker rooms when i started running shows was i wanted everyone to get along with each other and i didn't want any kind of hierarchy and i didn't want any you know like a oh let's not get in let's not get in that group picture yeah, <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. and and kind of let's not make snide remarks about anyone who cares where you work the rest of your you know the rest of your week like this weekend we're all here in the same place we're all peers we're all equals you know um, so I think there's an element of that you know that old undertones of professional wrestling in terms of it was felt that if you were gonna th- almost a badge of honor to essentially take shit and and s- you know, and deal with it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? To take someone riding you constantly. But how on earth, like, are human beings? That's a, something that I've used many times before when I've, you know, tried to verbalise it to people. Like, we're all human beings. Like, how's a human being supposed to take this constant barrage of abuse? So I don't look at it and say, like... So I look at it and I'm like, yes, in his mind, he was having a rib with you, having a joke, having a laugh. Yeah. And you took it badly. But I don't blame you for taking it badly because it's a situation you should never have been in in the first place. We should read these situations. There's some people who, you know, can take it. You know, you see like celebrity roasts all the time where like, you know, they, they roast a celebrity. But the celebrity knows what they're getting into. Sure. Right. And the celebrity will laugh along in good humor at people being horrible to them. Mm-hmm. Right. You haven't signed up to that. So, um and so I don't blame you for reacting the way you reacted to it. But then, um, because you reacted the way you reacted to it, it's almost like that term about working yourself into a shoot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so like, so, yeah. so Hardcore Holly probably was just working, ribbing you, having a laugh. Again, his definition of having a laugh and, and mine may be very different, but in his mind, he was having a laugh. And then when you... uh and then when you take it badly, he starts to get annoyed with you 
and starts to rather than be jet, rather rather than being a, a playful ribbon, which was what he thought he was doing, it becomes nasty ribbon because like now he hates you because you can't take a rib. And again, I re-emphasize. How are you supposed to take something like that? Sure. How are you supposed to take someone constantly calling you names? And it was a horrible, it was a horrible situation. But I remember at the time thinking, like, I don't know why you're not just laughing this off and just being like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And but obviously I'm not in your head. Do you know what I mean? And I like I hadn't I hadn't been privy to any of the stuff beforehand. Yeah. And um, and but I remember thinking you're kind of making it worse on yourself by trying to avoid him and, you know not make eye contact with him and not talk to him and whatever because that was that was riling him up further yeah. but you know but yeah. either way you look at it it's one of those you're damned if you do damned if you don't situations so mm-hmm. you know I, c- I completely yeah I can completely see where you're coming from and uh, and like I yeah I don't it's just you th- when you think about the situation it's absolutely ludicrous like how a grown male could yeah I mean like I don't, like he he explained to me before we the the big the big explosion of it that I think he's first was here trip whatever I explained earlier like he'd almost he you know he explained his behavior do you know what I mean like he explained that he is the way he is because he's on the road with this the previous generation who probably made it yeah. difficult for him and and, I, and I'm sure that's a yeah I'm sure that's valid but you know uh, at some point we need to break the cycle do you know what I mean we yeah, could go yeah. round which we've done now yeah. you know the whole wrestling world has, has broken that cycle absolutely so um, yeah go on well th- th- that was essentially it I think uh, I uh, I did my match with T-Bone and then I, th- I think you I left just left after, I just right? left yeah, just got that, changed and that left that upset him a lot as well yeah so um, I was just like I d- like I want to say I just want to be just wanted to be mates with everyone especially someone who's my dad's favourite wrestler yeah, yeah. That's I guess. I guess that's the hardest part of it all, isn't yeah. it? And like, don't be, don't be friends with. Like, you know, never meet your heroes is something that <laughs> right. is is often said. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. tough one. It left a bit of sweet taste in your mouth, I know. And like, what I will say as it well, almost ma- it didn't make, nearly make me quit wrestling. It m- it, it essentially, well, again, I don't know. If this makes me sound worse because I let it get to me that much. I ne- that was when I almost gave up trying to get to WWE. I so. Was just like, and you did, it just you killed you that did give passion. up trying to get there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, and I think that's, you know, that's very interesting as well. And like, I think, do you know what I think as well? Like, I think probably, and again, I know you will probably disagree. Um, uh, I think that he probably left the UK and didn't give a second thought to you ever again. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas obviously I know in your head, it's like, he remembers me yeah, and he's yeah. coming for me and whatever. Yeah, I read right? his book a few years later. And you weren't mentioned though, were you? Well, no, I was, I was, I was worried it was going to be, not that I'd ever be mentioned by name, but like, oh, I had a terrible experience in England. Yeah, but like, I'm sure he never thought about it again no. since. And I'm sure generally, like you hear stories about him being a good person. I'm sure if he, if he is a good person, I'm sure he'll hear this, if he hears his story, he will be like, oh, oh my, like, I didn't realise that it, you know, mm. affected someone so bad, you know, or at least if he wants to babyface himself. You yeah. know? Well, I um, someone, I told someone the story, that, uh, this is sort of my go-to story if I've got time to tell a story. And someone said, oh, but he's a really nice bloke now. Like, I remember Marty coming back from like a Southside wrestling show being like, oh, he's the coolest guy ever. And I was like, oh, well, that, that'd be nice. Um, like, I, like it, it's one blemish on my life, not just my wrestling career, my life, that I do actually want to rectify. So, I yeah and I but I just to be like listen I'm sorry I'm sorry if I upset do you know what I mean and like in contrast to that as well um, I obviously I was there on that day or the, the Guildhall show where like you obviously the, 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 your last meeting with him yeah 
and he couldn't have been lovelier to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, that's uh, it, yeah, you know, right. I've seen the, the nice side of him. So, mm-hmm. again, it's, a, yeah, it's, it's one of those, it's just an interesting, you know, we're not trying to dissect someone, but I genuinely believe, well, I'd like to believe that, obviously, in his mind, he was just having a laugh. And obviously, like you say, like, well, like I said, like, I think events kind of spiralled on that day. But I would like to think that, again, he'd never gone he'd never thought about it again after that day but perhaps that's a bad thing that he'd never thought about it again to that day because obviously it's had a profound effect on you like to the extent are you going to get really angry at me if i tell you if i tell this part that when we were at wrestlecon yeah go on um so when we were at wrestlecon um which one the one the, i was there the one you were there for you yeah, didn't want to go to wrestlecon right but yeah, I didn't want to go because I didn't want to bump into him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's what I mean. And I think he probably never thought about this again. And I think if you'd bumped into him, he wouldn't even recognise you. Yeah. Right? But it played on your mind yeah, yeah. for that long. Yeah, it's and been it played on my mind a, ever since it happened. Such a profound impact on you. Yeah. And I think... Just because I know I let myself down. Do you know what I mean? like, and I do. Like That's part of the guilt of remembering things is when you go, I didn't handle that well at all. And like now, as a now as a, as, a, as an adult with a, with kids and married, and your your life is different to what you were when you mid twenties. So I'm now in my mid thirties. I was like, I'd have, I've like I just said, I I just handled it so badly. Like one time, Marty came back up. This is when we were, we were in Dallas. Marty came back up from breakfast. So I didn't go with him, and he said, Oh, guess who was it? Guess who I had breakfast? Uh, not with, but like near and said hi to was Bob Holly. So I was almost like thanking my lucky stars. I didn't happen to go down with him that morning. And then you stayed in your hotel room then. <laughs> All day. <laughs> that went on. Um, yeah. So, um, but I think there's a lesson in this podcast somewhere. Okay. Like about just, again, I always you know, try to, let's try and make the world a better place. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like um, the fact that um, I think that we we encounter people on a day-to-day basis and we may interact with certain people in certain ways and we probably never given a second thought to, a, to yeah. it right i'm not saying it's, ex- it's as extreme as being really horrible and bullying someone but we might be dismissive of someone or sure. we might uh, and that may stay with that person for a long time you know and we never know when you're having a laugh with someone you know you never know when the joke stops do you yeah. know what i mean and like it's almost like you don't know what someone is going through mm-hmm. on that day you don't know what someone's gone through that week or who they've been with before they they've seen you, you know. No. So that's why I think we need to be very careful about the way we react and interact with with other people. Yeah. Um so I think if that, if we can take anything from it it should be that also just take a joke a little bit a bit. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, so that's a, and that's a very interesting and insightful thing and I and you know what as well. Like I think as a as someone in professional wrestling at that stage in your career like despite the fact that obviously like you say like you were younger at the time you had your head on your shoulders you had your head screwed on you weren't oblivious to perhaps that was a one of the elements like some people get ribbed like that and just oblivious to the ribbing i've seen people get ribbed uh, relentlessly like that and they haven't even got a clue they're being ribbed do you know what i mean so like yeah. he'd behave like he is to you mm-hmm. and they just wouldn't even realize that that was what was happening you know yeah. um so, so yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know what point I'm trying to make. I guess, uh, yeah, let's all be good to people. Yeah. And, and uh, like I say, I read his book and what he he makes a few points in his book again, not about me, but just about like the wrestling lifestyle and you know what he went, th- you know, not what he went through, like it was war, but like you know, like just tells his story and just. But it's like yeah, that that I think after reading that book four or five years ago, 
that's when I was like, yeah, I, I didn't handle that. Because afterwards I was like, he's this, he's that. I don't want to, I don't want to know him. I don't want to see him. Blah blah blah. And then I read his book and I was just like, yeah, I think he's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it all stems because basically I don't have a sense of smell, which I can't help. So, yeah. but then again, I, I'm never ever going to use that as any kind of excuse for anything ever. So, just have a shower, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not hard. No. Like we spoke last week about my. Uh, yeah, I get wound up at people who don't shower, don't I? Mm. Just winds me up. Just yep. take the time, have a shower. <laughs> not you specifically. It's quite, it's, yeah, not me. Just thank a, you. I shower all the time. Just a general... I really enjoy washing. I don't really. Oh, I bloody love yeah. it. I love getting in the shower in the morning. I don't mind getting in the shower. It's getting out. I don't like that. It's cold. Mm. Oh, really? You're, what, you're still like four years old. You're like, oh, mum, I can't get out. It's too cold. <laughs> get me a towel. Get me a towel. I've actually got a nice towel rack now in my bathroom. So yeah, with the radiator. Yeah. Yeah. So rich man now, aren't you? It's all right. Uh no, I wouldn't go that far. Um actually times are times are quite hard at the moment. But mm. that's a that's another another story for another we'll day. We'll tell isn't that story it? next week. So yeah. <laughs> we're trying to talk about the recession and the impact it's had on the oversaturation of, of wrestling in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. But whatever. It's all good. It right. Is. It's okay, all good I think in the hood. I uh, I um, I'm trying to think of like any any follow-on from that from that specific story. Uh, well, you'll find out I, because I, booked to do commentary with you <laughs> next Friday <laughs> at Uprising. Is it really? I'd like no, seriously. I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, and again, you probably say you wouldn't remember. I don't know. You wouldn't remember a hundred percent. And the only way he's going to remember now is when someone tweets him with this podcast and being like, ah. Yeah, and you're going to reignite the whole thing. Yeah. Probably have a Twitter rivalry and I'll sell out your call with it. Well, I can't wait for you to um, tell the story next week then and you can shed a few tears when you get bullied. Because <laughs> you've committed it to it now, mate. I can't I wait for next week. You've told your story. You've bared all. Yeah. So next week, we're going to talk about the toughest man to wear a dress. Yeah. It's Big Vito. Yep. So that's coming up next week. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for listening. I hope I told that story... Um, I don't know, well, I guess, that was listenable. Um, I hope it all made sense. You got any questions about it? Any Anything you think I've missed out? Or yeah, my big question is, why didn't you just take it better? <laughs> yeah, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was a young man trying sensitive. to be... Sensitive. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that either, by the way. Not being sensitive. sensitive. There's not. No. I'm sensitive. I see people write horrible stuff about me on Twitter and it upsets me. Mm. So it does, and it doesn't matter how irrational those people may be, it can still... <laughs> There you are. That's your cry for help, isn't it? Sorry. Blue stops slagging me off on Twitter. It upsets me. But these people, they won't care. They don't care, do they? Mm. They don't care we're all human beings. No. And they don't care about I'm just trying to entertain people. Yeah. With no agenda. No. Nope. just want to make people happy. I just want to make people as happy as I was as a child watching professional wrestling or happier of anything because I'm presenting a, a higher quality of wrestling than I was used to as a child. All I've ever tried to do is further British wrestling. Cool. There's my that's my that's my defence. Yeah. I was once told that that uh, that story could get made into a movie. What the hardcore Holly story? Yeah. Not now. You're giving it away for free on the A Squared Circle Wrestling yeah. Podcast. Yeah, maybe. You're but right. as we said on one of the episodes of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast, we make movies. We so make movies. Each and every week, join us. I'll play myself. Um, you could. You you're as mean as hardcore Holly. You could no, play I'd perfectly. Well, I'd play me. I'd play. I'd you play, play the role of me. Yeah. And I'd be like. You know, like we'll do a crime watch reenactment, and it could be like it could be like um, you know, I could be sat in the locker room with Hardcore Holly going, "Yeah, he stinks, he stinks," <laughs> and then I come out to you and like, oh, I've just tried to have a word with him, mate, but you know, yeah. So, yeah, mm. that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yep. Um, so yeah. 
cool. All right, well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, I don't think I missed anything out, although after this, I'll probably be, ah, I should have said this. Or, um, but yeah, cool. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Boy Simmons, B O Y S I M M O N Z. Just you if know, anyone would like to play a game of so you bang, bang the pound coin against the watch battery <laughs> to be really, really irritating throughout the whole podcast, you want a game of that? Cool, Andy. Jesus. I'm fidgety because my mind's all over the place because I'm a creative person. I'm sorry about that. It's mm. just one of my traits. Stop trying to bully me. Mm. Trying to You're shame me. Trying to, trying to call me out on the... Um, trying to Look at you pulling <laughs> those faces. <laughs> trying to upset me. Again, like, we've had this podcast. We've had a bit of a heart-to-heart here. You know, you've you've bared your soul. Yeah. And what is, what is wonderful is that quite clearly you've learnt no lessons whatsoever because you then you've just sat there trying to bully me, me so don't how have I tried to bully you oh, I can't know what you said what now because again you're, what have I you're said like, to try and bully you you're like my wife that she'll say when did I do that when I, I what don't, have I said I don't remember on. the exact day what, what did I you say? said it's I documented it's recorded what All have right, I said to try and bully you I've remember. been very supportive of you throughout this whole document throughout this whole podcast which has been documented okay. and perhaps perhaps if you're saying that I'm like your wife who's saying when did I say this when did I say that perhaps the problem may be you and not your wife <laughs> maybe so there you go there's some more food yeah. for thought for still you my we're pox, helping you so we're helping you, you. <laughs> the pogs that you're rubbish at playing <laughs> so. I can practice you can't <laughs> um, anyway anyway um, if you want to tag uh, Andy on Twitter and Hardcore Holly together <laughs> then he's just given away his <laughs> handle so uh, there yeah, you go it's a blemish on and, my life uh, I'd like to rectify and Hopefully we can bring them together, and if not, like I say, we can we can make it worse. we can ignite the fire, and we can have them have a match at York Hall. Yeah. Um, and if well, we've got to show them about Batman at the end of January, maybe so we'll have Hardcore Holly there. Um, we'll see how we'll see how intense the Twitter mm. debate gets, because obviously if there's a if there's a big demand for it, we need to put those. Uh, yeah. We need to be selling those expensive tickets, those premium price mm, tickets. True. So, um, you know, we do a good gate on that. So yeah. Anyway, follow me on Twitter. At a Quilden, A Q U I L D A N, and uh, on Instagram, Andy Quilden, Andy A N D Y Q U I L D A N. Follow my boy on Twitter as well at Cowboy Q C A L B O Y Q. Um, his mum's gets very happy when he gets Twitter uh, Instagram followers up to ninety one now. Is it really? So mm. with all your help, we're we're past a hundred mark this week and. Uh, He'll have more yeah. than me before you know it. And because uh, mine's B O Y S I M M O N Z one nine eight four. Cool, thanks. I've for got that. way more than Finn. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again next week when we're talking big veto. Uh oh. Bye. <laughs>